time for Numbers That Talk. I'm joined now by the Senior Statistician at the Central Statistics Office, Deirdre Cullen. Deirdre, welcome to the program. Every Wednesday at this time, uh, what are you talking about? I thought I'd do cars and bikes this week, George. It was houses last week, so cars this week. <laughs> I hope when you refer to bikes, you're not really referring to bicycles. Oh, I, I, was, I was warned about that. <laughs> no, motorbikes. OK, <laughs> well, like, like a, a huge proportion of the population has motor cars. Um, and during the crash, obviously, people changed their cars less. And then there was a trick um, of the idea of, 16-1 and 16-2, so instead of just a year. So I suppose the first question to ask is, how does this, the two numbers work in terms of sales? You get a bounce at the beginning of period two, the second six months, presumably, do you? You do, you do. Maybe I'll just give the listeners yeah. a flavour for the overall numbers. Yeah. Uh, last year in Ireland, there were hundred and just under 170,000 cars licensed in Ireland. Uh, 50,000 of them were secondhand, so 120,000 new cars. Oh, and Yes, yes. Now, if you compare that to the boom, George, it was uh, 240,000 cars altogether, of which 180,000 were new. So it... it it really, it fell after the boom. It's picking up again now. But sorry, With regards, Deirdre, sorry yeah. Deirdre. At the peak, it was two, forget second hand or new, it was 240,000 yeah. cars versus 170, 180 or something. Um, it fell to 100,000 in 2009 from 240,000. So you mean cars literally disappeared off driveways and houses? No, 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 no. This is cars licensed, new oh, and second hand cars oh, licensed. Okay, so this okay. is addition to the stock. Like it's oh, not, I see. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You had so me worried. No. So then if you look at the 168,000 and how that spreads out over the yeah. year, which is what you were asking about, the 151152 thing has definitely had an impact. So in January, you'll see about 25,000 cars licensed. February and March, about 20. By the time you get to June, it's only 7,000. Then you get a bounce again in July, 20,000. And by the time you get to December, only 4,000. So people like to wait for the new reg. That's well, for sure. Nobody less than lovely Ingrid decided to change her car, told the garage man, I'll change it, but I'll change it in August or whatever, because she wanted 16 too. Yeah, well, this the statistics are bearing that out. So, <laughs> But I guess it spread it out a bit more for the dealers, because I think they had a real problem in the second half of the year. So it does seem to have spread the trade out over the year a bit. All right. Now, the, the thing is that when you're driving around like I am, you see all these cars flashing past you. Um, What's the most popular car on the road? Like, I'm from Cork, and there used to be a Ford factory. So every second car in Cork was a Ford, you know. Well, Ford is the most second most popular car in Ireland is last it? year. Uh, Volkswagen was the most popular last really? year. Yeah, the Volkswagen sales were um, about 20,000 last year, and Ford was a bit behind. And then behind that is Toyota. But back in 2007, Toyota was way out in front with what over 30,000 cars. Uh, yeah, in that year. Yeah. So Toyota has fallen into third place. Then Nissan and Hyundai are coming up behind them. Audi is in there. So, I, I mean, in preparation for today's show, I just looked at the numbers over about six or seven years. Back when Opel were supporting the Irish football team, they were a very popular car brand. They're not so popular now. Yeah. And then Fiat have fallen from 10,000 cars a year in Ireland to fewer than 1,000 now. So Fiat is no longer a popular car in Ireland. Go away. So I guess it's, it's... it's up and down for the, for no, the dealers, you know. No, but that's really interesting because obviously I bought my first car uh, when I was about 25, right? I bought a Mini 
for £500, brand new. <laughs> but obviously over that period of time in my life, for 50 years, I've bought all kinds of motorcars and everything. Now, I'm not a good example because I don't have brand loyalty or any of that kind of stuff. I just buy the car the garage man tells me to buy and I just buy it, right? I I sit into a car after I bought it, like. Yeah, but, so it, but, you, but you've already chosen your garage by the sound of things. Yes, it's <laughs> my garage man tells me. OK, OK. And, and he's looking at all the brands, is he, and all the makes? Because, I mean, you know, most of us, we go to a particular dealer, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, he just, well, whatever, yeah. whoever he's dealing with, he sells. He sees me coming up the road, so okay. he says, I'll sell this to George. But the other thing, though, is the Green Party brought in a special taxation on green motor cars. Yeah, right? it's not really having an effect. Oh, is not? No, 70% of our cars are still diesel. Only 2% are electric or hybrid of the new licenses last but, year. But it's, uh, Minister Ross uh, is going to allow electric cars into bus lanes. Okay, that sounds but like there's a, none of them an interesting the initiative. Like. Yeah, well, the numbers are very small, but yeah, still with regards to the... I mean, a lot of people in Ireland commute long distances. I mean, just to put it in context, there's over 1,100,000 of us drive to work every day. It's the most popular way of getting to work in Ireland. Not if not if the cycling fanatics have their way. None of us will be driving. OK, well, for the moment, it's the most popular means <laughs> of getting to work. And a lot of people are driving in, as we all know, from 30 and 40 kilometres out. And I don't know with the electric cars how that really works. Now, you know? you're a statistician, so I'm not going to ask you for an opinion. I mean, the great thing about you is you're basing all this on hard facts. It's interesting all the same that 20% of the total population of the country, half the working population, is driving to work in a car. So it's going to be some trick to try and get them all on bicycles. It is, it is. I mean, it's by far the most popular. And it's getting increasingly unpopular with the third-level students. There's over 50,000 third-level students are driving to college. A third of all students drive to college now. I'm not. It's the most popular means of transport. These are census statistics now among third level students was driving you a car. You come up with the most. I tell you, the chief statistician at the CSO, Deirdre Cullinan, numbers who, that talk every Wednesday at this time, you come up with the most extraordinary thing. I wouldn't have, even, I wouldn't have got within uh, 40,000 of that student figure. Yeah, yeah, I know. It surprised me when I saw it with the census <laughs> results as well. Now, there's and another thing. Yeah, go ahead, please. No, just with regards to how we get to work. Seven out of ten of us are, are driving. There's more a greater proportion of women drive to work in their own car than men because more men are going in vans um, and uh, what else can I tell you um, of the about eight and a half thousand people uh, ride a motorbike to work of which a thousand are women so that's an interesting women story. on motorbikes <laughs> 1,111 we counted what in the census what will happen next <laughs> Now, what's a motorbike, though? Because, like, you can sort of get a bicycle with a kind of a, a little machine on the wheel or something. Well, do you, on you the like census, we just we just say motorbike. We, okay. we, we don't right. we don't go okay. into a definition. You know. Do you do you is there anything on brands on motorbikes? I do. There? I have some figures here on the motorbikes. Um, BMW. Uh, let me see. Honda is the most popular. Yeah. There was seven and a half thousand motorbikes sold in Ireland back in the boom. It's only two and a half thousand last year. Honda is the most popular, followed by your Yamaha and your BMW. Our figures with the Honda don't include the Garda bikes because they're exempt vehicles. So our 
the speakers oh, yeah. I'm looking at today. I decided to have a look at the superbikes because they represent freedom and rebellion. So those so bikes how over a thousand cc. Well, I, I just picked a thousand cc okay, as a random right, figure. Okay. Um, Seven hundred and forty-one of them were purchased in Ireland last year. Over a thousand cc. BMW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those people out there, With George, living, living the dream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Pat Kenny. Yeah. Seven hundred and fifty of them were BMWs. A uh, hundred Harley Davidsons in Ireland last year. But interestingly, back in two thousand and seven when we all had money slushing around in our pockets, 500 Harley-Davidsons were bought in Ireland that year. So I don't know if they're all languaging in garages. Hopefully they're all still riding around the roads. And then I found this brand looking at the figures called a Buell. Now, motorbikers out there might know what that means. How do you spell that? B-U-E-L-L. Yeah. There's one of them over a thousand cc every year is purchased in Ireland. So whoever you are, well, <laughs> driver, you're on your own. You're a true individual. They might give us a call on, on uh, 53106 or send us a text on 53106. I googled it and the brand is a street fighter. All right. OK, so you certainly have to have a beard and long hair and a ponytail to ride that one. Maybe it's a woman. Can I bring you back to motor cars for a minute? Sure. Um, like... What about engine size? Surely engine size has a big part of play because A, you pay more money for the car with a bigger engine size, but B, your fuel consumption is affected and everything. So engine size must play a big part. We, we All of the data that I'm talking about today, I'll just say to your listeners, is on our website. It's available by engine size, by county by make, by year, by month. So there's a huge amount of stuff CSO. there. Yeah, and we're tweeting it as I'm on air. So, you know, if people follow the tweet, they'll take them straight to the tables. I looked at the engine size. I mean, the medium size engine, 13 to 1600 cc, is the most popular. About half of cars fall into that category. Fewer than one in five are in the small category. So we're not that conscious of the fuel efficiency. And then if you look at the 1600 to 2000, about 30% fall into that category. And then quite a small number, only six percent of cars at the 2000 plus cc yeah right yeah so uh, nothing too surprising there nothing too it's kind of what we know i suppose although the interesting thing and this is based on uh, the experience of driving up and down to cork it's quite interesting when you're passed by a fella doing about 100 miles an hour if you forgive me speaking in old money when a fella passes you at 100 miles an hour he's always in a small car you're never passed by a fella like in a kind of three liter <laughs> pedal to the metal joint <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those yeah. Kind of and guys. then you have to overtake him just to just to prove your worth. Don't what, you? what? 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 Is there any information? Like when I was going dancing, um, I I I couldn't afford a car, you know. So it was a bit difficult getting home with some girl. But there were fellas with cars, and they were usually rich fellas, and they'd have minis, but they'd like have mini coopers that were souped up or specially uh, uh, modified. Do you have any? Do, do, do you get anything on modification type cars? No, because these the, all the statistics we publish come from the Department of the Environment, so the right. vehicle licensing. And I don't think you need to relicense if you soup it up. So I think uh, we don't have anything on that. Yeah, I have some stuff here on the luxury cars because oh, I, yes. yeah, this suits me now, <laughs> dear. Yes, the luxury. Yeah, car. I'm just wondering which of these luxury cars <laughs> you drive, George. <laughs> I can tell you, back in the boom, uh, the BMW was by far the most uh, popular. It? Yeah, over twelve thousand. It's in second place now. Audi, if people would consider it a luxury brand, I suppose I would because I'm in the oh, ordinary the Audi brand. Audi is quite a yeah, um, yeah. It's the number one luxury, if you know, car, if we can call it that 
now. Mercedes Benz about four thousand a year is still sold in Ireland, and uh, with your your Lexus about six hundred and fifty a oh, year. Jaguars about four hundred and twenty Jaguars a year in Ireland. Well, now the Jaguar for a certain generation would always be seen as a luxury car for a minority. But the interesting thing that the top three sellers, right? are all German cars. Now, you can see why Angela Merkel is worried about Brexit because, obviously, the German car industry has a huge sale of their cars into Britain. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, But you can be sure they'll sort something out on that. Yeah, but but it's a great... The the audio have a phrase, my German isn't good enough, I'll have to ask Ingrid. I know it is. Werksprung durch Technik. Oh, (laughs) dear, you're a... Progress through technology, isn't that what that means? Thanks very much. Uh, the CSO is also available in German, if anybody wants to. Call the senior statistician in CSO. Yeah, they have this phrase. Yeah, give it to me again. Werksprung durch Technik. Yeah, which is interesting that they sell a German car into an English-speaking market, but they retain... The, the German. I always thought that was quite interesting. But the 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 fact that Audi, BMW and, and Mercedes are the luxury car is interesting. For a long time um, after the war and probably quite a few people still, but certainly um, up to the 1980s, Jewish people would not drive German cars. Okay. You know, because of the Holocaust and because sure. because so many Jews were, were mm. employed in what became motor car factories or whatever, do you yeah, know? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. you very re- rarely, now I know a small Jewish population, but you, I, I never saw a, a Jewish person who I knew driving yeah. a, a German car. Well, it's interesting to look at the Lexus. I mean, it came in, didn't it, to kind of compete with, you know, the German luxury brands. And even back in the boom, they barely sold 2,000 cars in Ireland. Yeah, there was a there's a bit of a Lexus bounce on my graph. You know, during the boom, you can see people were buying the Lexus, but they're falling off now. It's only a couple of hundred a year now. And how many in total luxury cars? Have I haven't so- got that figure in front of me. So I, you know, I, I mean, what am I looking at here? I'm looking at about. Well, take top three. I, I mean, Audi, nine, BMW, nine thousand Audis, about seven thousand BMWs, and four thousand uh, Mercedes. Well done, still, George. Still, <laughs> it's still twenty thousand cars. That cost you got to assume in excess of I don't know fifty thousand oh, maybe yeah at least yeah you'd be lucky wouldn't you to get well I mean there I know the Mercedes like I don't know what it yeah. is three or whatever it is like you'd be over a hundred thousand you know them, yeah yeah. Yeah. We all get out of the way of them on the car on the road. We don't want to scratch them. Yeah, but like, uh, but it just shows all the same. Like that, there's twenty thousand. If you multiply that by fifty, mm. is that a million or ten million? But there's still there's still a market for luxury cars in yeah. Ireland. I think that's that's the point. It is interesting, and like you say, even your your Jaguars and your Porsches and your Sabs, and you know, we have all the data there. And it was actually a friend of mine from Monaghan said that there's more Mercedes per head of the population in Monaghan than anywhere else in Ireland so I checked that out and it's not quite true but it's <laughs> where, good. where are the most luxury cars they have to be in Dublin they are in Dublin yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but I mean some counties 
certainly when I just I picked the Mercedes because it's such an iconic brand you know they love their Mercedes down in Kildare and Carlo and then in other counties they're happier to go with the other luxury yeah, brands yeah but the so reason in Kildare or Carlo presumably they're all training horses and all that kind of stuff so maybe they're, they're all, towing horse boxes they're all yeah. Pu- yeah towing the horse box <laughs> yeah, yeah, behind yeah, the Mercedes yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking about country life I figures here on tractors as well <laughs> just, just to round the whole thing off <laughs> Uh, 3,700 tractors licensed in Ireland last year. So for those of you who bought a tractor, that's that's the number. Cork at the highest number, 472, but it's the largest county. So that's a case of where statistics, you have to be careful. The county with the highest number per head of population was Tipperary North. And they won the All-Ireland. So there is a connection between (laughs) tractors, buying tractors, and winning the All-Ireland. Numbers that talk. Every week at this time, Senior Statistician with the CSO, Deirdre Cullen.